the thing that polyamory has really taught us that helps us in our individual relationships also is communication how huge that is and i know we <laughs> you know our monogamous friends were always like man it's talk to each other you know that's the that's the biggest thing and and i think the thing the difference in polyamory is that you have to i mean you really have like you don't have a, a choice really you have to communicate with each other Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 296. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have a super fun conversation and a wide-ranging conversation with Nick. Nick's been exploring non-monogamy for about 10 years. He currently has two partners, Sammy and Jace. We actually talked to Jace back in and interviewed Jace back in episode 254. But today we talk all about Nick's story and it is amazing. Yeah, this is a beautiful conversation. And and of course, Nick talks about his current dynamic, but a lot of what we talk about is how we got here, how Nick got here, how Nick and Sammy and Jace all got here. And I think one of the really beautiful parts about this conversation for me is around Nick's coming out story. Yeah. And what that looked like growing up in a Catholic, very Catholic family and religion and and also, he was married, married to a woman for a while. And part of his coming out process, he, he talks about what that was like and how he navigated that. And also, one of the other things that's really amazing is the huge role in Nick's life that music has played. Yeah. And he's going to talk more about this as well because it's a big part of his life. But one of the really awesome things is Nick is in a band. And he is in a band called Brotherhawk. And they're actually pretty amazing. And so we highly recommend you check out the links in the show notes. They have a new album out that you can listen to on Spotify and all the streaming platforms. And so highly recommend you go check that out. It's beautiful music and it's powerful music. Thank you, Nick, so much for sharing everything you did and for the music it's amazing, and just we're excited to get your story out there. We are. And one more quick little note before we jump into the interview for all of the premium subscribers. And that quick note is a recording note on our end, a technical note. We somehow, uh, our microphone was not working during this conversation. And so our audio got picked up on the computer microphone, which you can hear us. We are audible, but it also sounds like we're recording in a tin can with a string on it connected to our computer. And Nick sounds great. So that's the bonus. Nick does most of the talking. We don't talk a lot, but we just wanted to acknowledge that the audio sounds a little funky and it won't in the next episode. It was a one-off mistake. Yes. Sorry about that mistake. And we hope you forgive us and listen to this episode anyway, because it's amazing. I think we're forgiven. <laughs> and most of Nick does most of the talking and, and it, it sounds great. It does. So with that, we're going to jump into the interview for all of our premium subscribers. And for the rest of you, we have a couple of 
fantastic announcements. These are cooked up just for you. For anyone who's not familiar with the premium subscription, you can sign up on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Just scroll down on the homepage. It's as little as a couple dollars a year, and you can skip these announcements up front, jump right into the episode, and support the show. But don't worry, you still get the important dates in the outro for anything exciting we have coming up, and we happen to have something coming up. We do. This coming Saturday, July 15th, 2023, is the Day of Visibility for Non-Monogamy. The inaugural day. It is the inaugural, yes. It's the first one. And we are in an, <laughs> just to clarify what inaugural means. <laughs> well, hey, you know, maybe we have somebody listening who's not, who doesn't know what the word inaugural means. We got people from all over the world. That's true. <laughs> and we are an endorser among, for this event among many, many other people. Uh, however, the event is created and by OPEN, the Organization for Polyamory and Eth Ethical Non-Monogamy. We are super excited about this. Go to thedayofvisibility.com, which is also linked, linked in the show notes, and you can find out how you can get involved. They have a bunch of local events and online events and just a lot of ways to get involved. And we would love for you to join this community and get the word out. Yeah. And just to be clear, those local events are spread out all over the world. And so you should have one hopefully near you. But if not, you can create your own. Yes. So more information, again, as Emma said, is at davevisibility.com. Links are in our show notes at normalizingnonmonogamy.com or in your podcast player down below or whatever direction it is on your phone. <laughs> You can find it. You'll find it. And we highly encourage you to check it out. We're excited about this. And a huge thank you to the whole team over at Open for putting this together and all the work they're doing. And again, that's this upcoming Saturday, July 15th, 2023. And don't worry, they want to do it again next year. That's so right. if you miss it this time. Next year won't be the inaugural one. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, enough word jokes. First other announcement, so I guess that would be the second announcement, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> would be our virtual community. We wanted to just quickly mention to all of you, maybe you're brand new, you haven't heard us talk about this. We have an online community that is close to 300 people. We use a platform called Mighty Networks. People are in there all day, every day, supporting one another in all of the hard work we're doing, but also the easy stuff, the fun stuff, some sexy photos, some fun photos of your dog eating your cat? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe cuddling I, I think, with your cat. I think you just scared some people <laughs> off. <laughs> to date, I have not seen any pictures of dogs eating cats. Me either. <laughs> so anyway. I don't know quite why that's where your brain went. But <laughs> Nobody knows why my brain goes any of the places it goes. That's very true. So anyway, the whole point is the community is full of amazing people like you who are figuring out how to explore non-monogamy or possibly even your partner is and you don't want to. We have some of those people as well. And they are in there supporting one another, figuring out how to support their partners, support themselves, and support their community. So it's an amazing space. We highly recommend you check it out if you're looking for community. Yes, you can check it out and sign up by going to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, clicking on the community page. While you're there, there's a little drop down that also says weekly groups. We are launching weekly women's groups and men's group and hopefully a uh, gender inclusive group coming up as well. Finn's actually been doing the weekly men's group since last October, so we're not launching that one right now. We're adding on. Uh, but if you're interested at all, we would love, love, love for you to check it out. And these are weekly peer support groups. And again, just look for all of the information on our website under the weekly support tab. 
which weekly, is under the weekly group support tab. Yeah, which is under the community tab. Yes. Or just send us an email and we'll hook you up. That's also which you can contact us on our website. You can. That's under the contact us tab <laughs> or something similarly named. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the, whoa. Hello. Last but not least. Last but not least is our favorite way to get tested for STIs. It's our favorite way to stay up to speed on our sexual health status. And we highly encourage you to do the same. We use a service called stdcheck.com. It is our favorite way to get tested. So when we're out there mingling this summer, you know, it's it's summer. Well, for the Northern Hemisphere. It is for it's the Northern summer. Hemisphere. So everybody's out there in their bikinis and their budgie smugglers, and they're just romping around looking for a good time. I'm assuming that's how it is out there. I'm I'm in here. Yeah. So I don't know. So you don't know? I have no idea what it's like out there on the beaches. I don't know either. But nevertheless, we get tested using a service called stdcheck.com. It is fast. It is easy. And $129. It is affordable. And it's $129 when you use the links on our website and save $10. And those links also help support the show financially. So. Thank you. Thank you. And the more of you that do that, the shorter these intros get, the less times we have to talk at you, <laughs> and the less bad jokes you hear from me. And with that, on that note, we're um, going to jump into the interview with Nick. It is. Also, I just wanted to acknowledge the international uh, inclusion that we did in this this episode. We, I know, because you put some thought into that, budgie smugglers. I did. The budgie <laughs> smugglers and making sure we explained what the word inaugural meant. I see. So... <laughs> Have a wonderful listen, <laughs> if you're still listening. And let's go talk to Nick. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Good morning. We're excited to, well, almost, I guess, afternoon for you. <laughs> Good morning for us, <laughs> afternoon for you. We're excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's good to be here. We, yeah. Oh. We would love for you to start. Sorry to interrupt. No, I was just getting excited <laughs> and I couldn't contain it. <laughs> we're excited. Or we'd love for you to start. We're just excited this morning. Um, we'd love for you to start by introducing yourself at whatever level you're comfortable with. Well, I am Nick, uh, Nick Johns Cooper, and uh, I am 37 years old, live in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I'm a musician here. And yeah, I guess that's about it. That's a great start. And I think what's exciting is we, we actually talked to your partner, one of your partners, Jace, a mm -hmm. while back. And so we heard uh, we heard some elements of your story, but we didn't hear them from your perspective. So we're right. here to fact check everything Jace said. <laughs> <laughs> but more more importantly, we're here to we're here to hear to hear your side of it from your perspective. And so welcome. Thank you. So backing up for anybody who didn't listen to Jace, where did where did non-monogamy come into your life for the first time? It uh, started with uh, my first partner, uh, Sammy. Uh, we met in 2011, and we were monogamous for a while. Um, but that had started opening up to, you know, just fooling around with other people together, mm -hmm. you know, doing like hookups and stuff. And um I don't remember what year it was, but we were we were at a um, at Georgia State's like gay straight alliance meetings. We would go every week, uh, and one one time there a person came, a new person came, and we were both like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, like not only were we attracted to them, but we were, it's, it opened it started the conversation. Like, what if we like dated other people? Like, what if we tried to date people together? You know, right? Yeah. Um. And uh, that probably would have been, uh, I don't know, maybe 
2014, 13, 14, something like that. But um, so that's how it started. And um, when I met Jace in like 2015, summer of 2015, I met him online. He wasn't polyamorous. You know, he, he was just, you know, looking for people to talk to and date. And when we started talking, you know, Sammy and I were still together, obviously. And it didn't like sway him at all. He was just kind of interested. He's like, oh, that's interesting. Well, why not? We'll try it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy and I had tried dating other people before that, um, in the, you know, the years, the year before that or so. Nothing ever really stuck, you know. Did anything I, ever happen with the person who came to the meeting that you both, that rocked your worlds? <laughs> um, no, no, we didn't date them, but we did like, you know, meet yeah. up with them and, even with Jace too, yeah, we when because uh, they were they were we were still friends for quite a while. We're still mm-hmm. friends now, um, but uh, but yeah, nothing you know, nothing you know, really substantial. Just some fooling around. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask because it, well, it sounded to me like that person kind of rocked your world. It 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 was sort of the catalyst to shift from maybe casual encounters to maybe something more maybe dating maybe something a little bit more than just yeah they weren't really um interested on that level Mm -hmm. with sammy and i um which is fine um but that's you know they're who really got our conversation going about it yeah um so when we when we met jace you know our intention was that the three of us would be a triad like dating um mm-hmm. and that was really my my vi- my goal for the the relationship but um it didn't really work that way um cuz Sammy and Jace um although they tried it didn't really work for them so and i i had a it took a long time for me to 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 mourn that kind of thing but uh that that not working but um they're really really great uh they're like what did, they just came up with a, a a term for their their platonic partners or something like that. They they can be together all the time. Like mm-hmm. especially if I'm on on the road on tour or something. Like they're they're together all the time and um, they get along really well. And um, there's no intimacy there, but it's like a relationship kind of you know. So mm-hmm. um, so I'm I'm like a hinge in our relationship. Uh, and yeah, and it's so really I, worked for us. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, I have so many questions, but I want to just jump forward really quick to today. So that's the dynamic today as well. For anyone who didn't listen to Jace's episode, can you just, I guess, refresh and just describe what it looks what what it looks like today? So it's Sammy and I who are married, and uh, Jace and I who are also married, um, and they are platonic. But um, mm-hmm. we all we all live together. None of us are currently dating other people, so it's just the three of us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that has you know that those numbers have varied wildly throughout the years. <laughs> but, <laughs> but right now, it's just the three of us. I think I think even when Jace did the podcast, there were others involved, but um, that mm-hmm. has since changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and and I would love to again. I know we're gonna we're probably gonna jump around a little bit here, but I that's fine. Yeah. You, you threw out you threw out that you were married to two people, and I just want to give some space to talk about that because that is 
we we in talking to Jace, we know that's maybe not necessarily a legal yeah 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 a legal binding. But can you talk about what it what it looks like and what it looked like and the importance of it for the three of you? Because I think that's huge, and and I want to give some space for that. Yeah. So Sammy and I are legally married. Mm-hmm. Um, we got engaged in 2012, so a long time ago. That was before we even met Jace, mm-hmm. and uh, we met Jace in 2015. Sammy and I got legally married right away, right after Trump got elected. Mm. Just at the courthouse, just to like get it in, just in case we didn't know what yeah. was going to happen, you know. And so, obviously, Jace and I, uh, when we got married, um, we, uh, it's not like, a, you know, it's not a, a legal thing, but, um, you know, I guess that in some ways that, like, I know I know it's like I know he wishes we could be legally married, you know, in you know, mm-hmm. but and I do too. I just but that's, you know, that's not a thing right now. So. <laughs> right, right. Um, but but I imagine it it holds the same weight. I mean, what what weight does that hold for you regardless of the legal entity that, oh, that would bind it? it's the same thing to me because you know so sammy and i um had a big wedding uh, and jace and i also had a big wedding and Mm -hmm. they feel you know even it not to say that big weddings are the factor in terms of how weighty you know how much Mm -hmm. weight your marriage holds but that's just that's how important both of them were to us like that we had you know family and all this you know all our friends and so they to me, in my mind, in you know, in my gut, they're they're the same thing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't like you went off and had this grand wedding with Sammy, <laughs> and then yeah. when it was Jason, it was like, oh, well, we don't really want to tell anybody. We don't want anyone. It was very much the same. <laughs> yeah, it, no, the, just it was, the difference was there's not necessarily the legal entity. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. And Jace was part of that when when you and Sammy got married then, cause, and then yeah, and then vice versa. Of course, Sammy was part of yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah. Jace was our kind of kind of our wedding coordinator uh, with Sammy and I. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Jace and Jace is such a, a planner that um, he was also basically our wedding planner for our wedding. It was, you know, <laughs> Some people just take that role because that's where yeah. they, they fit, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Sammy is the the Disney planner, so both of us we we both had our honeymoons at Disney World, and Sammy is like the Disney World uh, master. They're like, <laughs> so they had that they had that down. Like they they tell us we're, what we're doing and everything. It's it's great. <laughs> it's, it's great to have a whole team of people with different strengths that right, can all right. coexist and, and yeah. collaborate together. Yeah. yeah. Like in terms of budget, like for our, our, cause we, we all share the same bank account and, Mm -hmm. uh, but Sammy is, um, they, they do math in their head for fun. So (laughs) it's great to have someone who's really good with math and, and is in charge of our budget. And, you know, uh, so we all, yeah, we all have, and I, I like, I'm really good with taking care of the yard and taking care of our cars and stuff. And yeah, so... (laughs) Yeah, each person brings their own strength. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing to be able to do the things that that you like and that are your strengths, and to know that the things that maybe aren't 
they're also being taken care of by somebody who is enjoying doing them and who is really good at them. And then you can just sit back and be like, I'll be out here in the yard. Will you take care of the budgets? And we just kind of know that it's going to work out because everybody's doing their thing. Yeah. That's amazing. Love it. It worked. Yeah. uh, We, I try not, it doesn't, it's not lost on me how lucky we are that the three of us have found each other. Cause I know how rare that is to have like, it's, you know, we've, we've certainly been in relationships uh, and had, you know, close friends over the years that you really enjoy being with them, but you have a limit as to how much time you can spend with them. Especially if you're in the same house, we've had roommates, you know, uh, the same way, but the three of us, I've never felt, none of us have ever felt like, Oh, I need space away from you, you know? And, you know, we, we all, all three of us value our, our, the time that we have apart alone, you know? Um, I like to go out and run, um, on my own. That's kind of a time for me to, you know, clear my head and Sammy works far away, uh, like 45 minutes away. And, um, they enjoy their commute where they listen to their audiobooks. And, um, you know, Jace spends a lot of time here at the house with the dogs because um, he mostly works from home while I'm working and Sammy's working. But when we're all three together, there's such a comfort level there that, uh, I don't know, It always I always feel really at home with the three of them. And mm-hmm. um, and it's the same for both of them. And, and it's it's really rare, I feel like, to, to find that, in three people, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think too, there's an element there, which is you each have your individuality. You've, you've each found ways to carve out time alone. So when you are together, even if the, like the ratio of together to alone is, is huge. You're, it seems like you're all getting your, your individual cups filled so you can show up at the, yeah. at the group level. Yeah. And it's, you know, over the years we've had to learn, uh, how to manage our the filling of our cups? You know how like yeah. we we're like okay, I feel like I need a little more from you, or you know that kind of thing. And the thing that polyamory has really taught us that helps us in our individual relationships also is communication. How huge that is, and um, I know we, <laughs> at, you know, our monogamous friends were always like, man, it's. Re- talk to each other you know that's the that's the biggest thing and and i think the thing the difference in polyamory is that you have to i mean you really have like you don't have a a choice really you have to communicate with each other otherwise it just won't work and i feel like maybe monogamous uh couples they can maybe get away with not communicating as much you know, uh, you know, not healthily, but like they, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it doesn't create a lot of problems that it does in a polyamorous relationship. I mean, you know, that's, that's all, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Anecdotal. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) But, but for us, like it's, it's huge, you know, and, um, uh, it has made it like, it has strengthened my relationship with Sammy because before, you know, we were dating Jace, like Sammy and I had our own kind of issues. And um, when Jace came into the picture, it really forced a lot of the issues that Sammy and I had up to the surface 
to work like we had to work through them and it is it's like yeah it's made everything stronger um mm -hmm. so yeah i totally get that i think it's one of the things that and we've we've talked about this quite a bit lately is i think to your point like you it's it is harder to just sort of skate by in non-monogamy without the communication and i think in monogamy it's still a problem but i think you can you can hide that problem for a while and i think because there are so many defaults that that there aren't in non-monogamy when i just like trying to think of a, a an offhand like example but would be let's say two people get into a bit of an argument right and you're like well we're going to go to bed a little bit frustrated but there's always the default that we're going to go to bed together because there's two of us and assuming we sleep together that there's two of us we're probably going to go to bed a little bit annoyed in the same bed but <laughs> let's say there's a third person who lives there and we all have our own bedrooms and it wasn't a guarantee that I'm going to sleep next to Emma and now her and I are having a little bit of a tough time maybe it was my night to sleep with somebody else but we needed some extra time but there's now communication that happens and I don't get to just say well I have a default and I'm just going to go to the default and we'll deal with this tomorrow. Like a conversation now has to happen at 10 o'clock at night when people are tired and maybe frustrated because we have to figure out sleeping arrangements. And that's yeah. not a thing we might have. We probably don't have to do in monogamy world if, if it's just two of us living together. And so I know that's just sort of an abstract example, but I think it, it forces conversation when maybe in monogamy, we could, we could have that conversation later and later and later and sometimes never until it it just hopefully fades away but yeah that doesn't often get to happen in non-monogamy yeah and that leaves a logistical question for me and i mm -hmm. um jace may have touched on this in, in their episode but do you three have your own bedrooms logistically what does it look like in your house <laughs> <laughs> um we all sleep in the same bed it's a king-size bed and i sleep in the middle and how we have figured out how because i get really hot easily so we actually have we have a king size bed, but we have two. Um, I don't know if they're queen or full size comforters on the bed. Mm -hmm. So I am in the middle with like a, you know, and I can get out of bed easily if you know in the middle of the night. Yeah, um, you're in the seam. I'm in the seam, yeah. So I can kind of <laughs> cover. I can cover up with both sides if I want to, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's so that's we've always ever since we. Uh, met jace we've always been in the same bed i love it i also love the the description of the logistics of how you do it because i think that is we've actually heard that solution a few times lately as yeah, well which is yeah. yeah you sleep in the middle with two sets of blankets yeah. and they overlap man when we when we like go other places where we have to sleep with one comforter uh. <laughs> it's rough for me because <laughs> like i it's you know i because I, I also like have to get up in the middle of the night a, few, a couple times to mm -hmm. use the restroom or whatever. And like having to climb out from under. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how am I going to do this without waking them up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and you have it. to just like go under the cover and out the box. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and we have a, we have a little dog that sleeps with us, and she's like a little space heater too. So, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. As and someone she... who I get, someone gets very warm sleeping too, I can relate, and I would that yeah. would that I, I would need the two comforters as well. Yeah, yeah, we have a fan like blasting onto the the bed, 
just to like keep the comforters cool. And <laughs> I, I always put the, the air conditioner way down when we go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, sleeping in a cold room. Yes. Key as well. That's, that's why I sleep so well in hotels, like on the road. Cause we, you know, those hotel ACs, man, they just poof, blast yeah. yep. down. They crank it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, that leads me to another question too. So if like all three of you sleep together, you all, but the three of you, is there, there's a relationship obviously between the three of you, um, but you have individual relationships with both of them. How do you carve out time then for intimacy and connection with each one of them individually? So for Jace and I, it's usually um, because Sammy works so much. They, they work like a, a nine to five every, you know, every day of the week and they have every other weekend off. Um, and so that means they work every other weekend. So Jason, and I have a lot of time during the day um, to find time for intimacy. Sammy and I, it's, it's a little bit harder because they work so much. And when they get home, it's like, uh, you know, it's, they're exhausted and uh, mm-hmm. everyone's at home. And, um, but you know, Sammy and I find our time, every once in a while because Jace is off doing other things. So usually, you know, when, when we have space to ourselves, um, we'll find it. And yeah, we've, we've had to adjust and, and uh, figure out what that means for us in terms of like having less time together. But when the time, when, you know, when we do have time together, it's, it, it mean, you know, it's, it's really meaningful or whatnot. Um, But yeah, we, we make it work. Uh, you know, obviously I, there's always work to be done in that area, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think it works all right for us <laughs> as yeah. well as we can, you know, as well as we can do that. You know, we, we've, we've tried doing things where, you know, we have, we share intimate times with all three of us and it does, it doesn't really work well for us, mm-hmm. especially for me. I, um, so yeah, we just try to do that kind of thing like separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I which I think is interesting from the perspective that, and and I, it maybe ties in the question that I was thinking about, which is around you sharing that you you grieved the loss or the potential loss of not having the sort of the traditional if there is such a thing traditional triad of (laughs) the three of you being in a romantic partnership and sammy and jace being in a partnership just the way that you and sammy and the way that you and jace are so that hearing that that part doesn't really work for you and the romantic part didn't really work for them i was just curious like if you could talk a little bit about that process of grieving and letting go of the expectation what Yes, I want to add too because I was going to ask this question as well. Of, I'm curious, like what, what made you really want that? Like, what in the first place? You know, like, what where, where was that desire coming from? And then grieving that process. It's a big question. Yeah, that is a. <laughs> I, I will be the first to admit that I had. I was. I. I think in this relationship it has been me that has had the hardest time with um jealousy issues or you know adjusting to different things like i've always been the like the hardest hit with that kind of thing it seems like 
Sammy has always been really open and free and like they they kind of they've really changed or they you know they've helped me you know change as a person because when they met me i had been married before i met sammy i was married to a woman um i was in the closet you know all all that kind of stuff um i was raised catholic so (laughs) coming out didn't ever seem like a possibility to me um so i just hit it um but when that all kind of you know dissolved uh I had a lot of heteronormative things to unlearn um, and a lot of, I don't want to say like kind of prudish things to unlearn, but I mean, I, that's kind of what it was. Um, So almost all the obstacles that we've faced uh, exploring this have been with me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I, when we, when Jace entered the relationship, it was just like a, I, I wonder if it was really just because I wanted the relationship to kind of just be the three of us, because if it wasn't, then they might see other people. And I was kind of like selfishly not wanting that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause like, okay. In my head, I was like, okay, I have the two of them, but I don't want them to... I was too jealous for them to see other people. And I knew in my head, like, that was... That was shitty, you know? That that was, like... And it it took me a long time to... I don't know why. It took me... It was hard for me to get over the fact that Sammy and Jace weren't really interested in each other like that. Because if they were, then that could, you could, I see how you could twist that and say, well, I have two people, you each have two people. Do we really need more people? Right. But if, but if they're not, then there's the yeah. possibility that it, to make it equal, they might seek something outside. I, al- I also have a hard time with like, I, I'm really, I guess, really picky with who I live with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Which is a great quality, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've had really terrible, like, roommate situations. And um, I just find that I don't really like a lot of people on that level, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's an intimate relationship of a very different sort when you mm-hmm. live with somebody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Romantic relationship or not, either way. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know when you know when i had to make like when i when i really had to find in myself to 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 cope with that and get over that um it was a, it was a hard road but um i'm glad to say that i've gotten over that <laughs> with their help they were you know they were very patient with me very understanding more than they probably should have been but uh so things have gotten a lot better and they have had, each of them have had other partners. And, you know, each of those partners was something really new to explore as far as, like, how I was feeling. Because some some of them I wasn't huge fans of, you know? Like, and it was hard for me to, you know, accept that. That, like, okay, that this is someone they're interested in. And 
they're free to explore that. But like, I, I would have a hard time with that sometimes. And, uh, I guess I'm really glad that I, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I've come so far in that kind of thing. Cause now, nowadays they, they can, I, I'm way more chill about that kind of thing. Um, and I, I feel bad that I put them through all that for so long. <laughs> but it's hard. It's when you when you struggle with something. Let's say at the baseline, you know, jealousy, insecurity, and then the person that you then have to confront it with is somebody that you're not even really that big of a fan of. It's it's so easy to go to that place <laughs> like, well, I'd be fine if it was somebody I liked. And you're like, yeah. but wait a minute, I also had a hard time with somebody I liked. So I don't. Maybe there's something here for me that I. <laughs> you. S- you brought up the word insecurity, which I think is a huge part of it. I I have struggled with that for a you know my whole life, honestly. Like I've been very insecure with who I was, what I looked like, being half Asian in a you know mostly white elementary school. That was a huge thing for me, and also seemingly being in the closet for a large portion of that. Yeah, yeah, that probably doesn't Catholic. help at all. Yeah, yeah, I know there there are all kinds of all kinds of things that you know I've just been struggling with. All of this, it just has forced me to deal with it and be open about it. And that's when you really start living your life freely. Um, and I, I'm, you know, obviously there's probably still, you know, there's still work to be done. But like, if you're not living like that, then it's it's really hard to be secure about who you are and what you, you know, how you feel about yourself and and whatnot. So that was, I think, I think that was a huge part of like me being insecure with myself. I was, I would project that on other situations and um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was bad. (laughs) But I think it's so common that that so many of us, I mean, we struggle with this all the time, the two of us and individually, I'm, I'm curious for you, Nick, how, how did you go after some of that confronting the insecurity, confronting these things to start living in the way that felt more you? Also a big question. Yeah, gosh. I know we're asking deep questions today. I think my confidence level in mm, myself has come up substantially. Um, due to in like a a big part of that is having Sammy and Jace there and um, feeling how much they love me and, and, and whatnot. Also uh, a big part of it has actually been um, the band that I play in Um, the, the guitar player I met in gosh, like first grade or something like that. Um, And he has always been uh, just outwardly like confident in himself and like very, like he's a very big personality knows exactly like who he, like I know he has issues, but like he's, he struggles with things internally, but like he outwardly has a lot of confidence and I've, I've learned a lot from him honestly, like just being around him so much. We, we grew up together playing music together. We started, we started a band in like third grade. Um, (laughs) we had been playing music together all through like high school. He graduated high school early 
and I went off to college, so we lost contact for a long time. But um, he fi- he started bugging me, like once a year he would call me and ask, like he would, because he was off touring with a bunch of different hardcore bands, um, and I was like in music school, like at Georgia State, you know, <laughs> just like practicing piano in Oregon all the time, uh, and he would bug me to like, oh, we need to start a band together. And I was like, oh man, I don't have time for that. But we finally got together, I guess in 2010. And the process of us forming this band, it's the, I'm I'm spending a lot of time on this because music, music is like, it's, it's massive to me. It's like my, it's my life, you know? And the music that we play is i feel like it's exactly the music that i need to be playing every time i'm on stage um i have so much confidence when we go out and play on a stage that we will to have the confidence that you know you're going to annihilate it you know every night mm-hmm. you go out there um and you know after after the shows like everyone's like coming up to you and like oh my gosh like it's it it builds your confidence a lot, you know, and I think that has translated uh, as we've gotten better as a band and my confidence has gone up. I don't know. I guess that has translated a lot to just my everyday life, you know, it's huge. Yeah. I think that was, I think this, it's a huge part knowing I, you know, knowing I can sit at an instrument and, and, and play it like, you know, at a level that makes me feel really good about myself. (laughs) I guess, you know, I don't know. I just, I guess that has a lot to do with it for me. Well, it does. And the stronger you feel in those moments, it builds your self-confidence. And it, then that translates to the rest of your life because you're more confident in yourself. You can, you, it just, that you're you and you embrace yourself and that plays out in your relationships as well. Yeah. Well, I imagine too the the piece you talked about in there that you're going out and playing the music that you know is your music. You're not going out there trying to play death metal if you're a classical pianist, right? Or vice versa. You're you're playing where you where you feel you belong. And yeah. I think- well, that's funny because I am a classical pianist, <laughs> but, I, but I I also like so that's how I was raised. I like started playing piano when I was four and um, have been playing and started. Um, like pipe organ in in high school and that's also a big part of my life too is church music cuz you know I was raised catholic and raised mm-hmm. in church and honestly like the music program at the church that I grew up at was like even when I was a kid I was I I knew like left a lot to be desired and so like it was kind of my mission to like okay I'm going to go to school and learn how to do this and try to do it really well for some church I don't know and I still, you know, I I ended up playing at a couple big Catholic churches. One of them, it ended very poorly. Uh, after uh, Sammy and I got engaged, they found out, and um, it was a huge mess. They they fired me, and uh, it was <laughs> so I had wow. come out, done all this stuff, and then the church that like was part of my identity just like kicked me out. Um, and that's, so that's so fucked up. That yeah. was a that was a huge like, I, I 
I still struggle with it today. You know, yeah. that was, that was back in 2013, but, um, cause I, it was like one of the biggest Catholic churches here in Atlanta. It was like a huge, it was like kind of like my dream position, um, as far as like, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, that, that really shook things up. Uh, and, uh, I'm now at like a, I'm at a Presbyterian church, which is like polar opposite. They, <laughs> they even, they, they love Jace and Sammy. Like they know everything. Like they, they're, I'm, I, I'm, I feel free to be, you know, who I am around them. And it's, it's, so it's, it's a good situation for me to be in. Um, but so I, I'm in that world and I'm also like, touring around in a rock band, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> keeps things interesting, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love, but it's, I think I hear in there though, that you feel, so, it sounds like now you feel like you're playing in a church where you, you belong mm-hmm. rather than one that perhaps was your dream, but you weren't really welcome there. And that's so hard. Yeah. It, well, and you know, I, even before that, you know, growing up and realizing that, you know, you're gay and knowing how like how the church thinks about you it it had i had been struggling with that long before that even happened so when it happened yeah it like it shook up my entire like thing but like it was kind of like okay well now i know for sure that's not for me anymore you know so I guess you're letting go of like a whole part of your identity. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's something that I, I still struggle with. My parents still struggle with cause they're still, you know, my dad's like a a deacon in the church. So, uh, it's still, you know, it's still a struggle, but, um, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm better off now than I was. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You're being more true to yourself. Yeah. That's it always comes down to that. That's that's the biggest thing that I've you know, I keep learning is that the more true to yourself you are, the more open you can be. The so going back to the guitar player I play with, his mom actually um married Jason and I and she has always been <laughs> We we lovingly call she's like she's a free bitch you know she's just like she's like the freest person I know you know and um, just getting the encouragement from her like every step of the way has been important to me too so yeah yeah I was I was going to ask you how it how it has gone with like being out in family and friend circles but it sounds like there's places where it's been a struggle for sure. And then there's places where you found a lot of support. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She and, and mama, I call her mama just always have. Cause like, she's been a childhood, you know, mother mm-hmm. mom. Um, she's always, she, she's always saying, go where you're celebrated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. that's, that's some beautiful advice. Yeah. yeah honestly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I'm curious, Nick, if, if you could talk a little bit about, the process for you coming out because it sounds like it, it was a very big journey from Catholic growing up Catholic, marrying a woman. Now you're in a triad. You're married to two men <laughs> or two to two people. And yeah. so I just wanted to to maybe touch on that because I know you're not alone in that 
being in the closet, feeling like you probably can't come out of it. And, and you, you've gone up against a whole lot to come out of it. I mean, losing your dream job is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I, so, um, my ex-wife, Amy, we were, we actually went to high school together and she also played piano. So we were working a lot together, like with, um, I would conduct the orchestras for the musicals we would do in high school. And she was there playing the piano for him. And we really had a really like immediate and very special bond. So our relationship just grew. Like we, you know, uh, we started dating and we went to college together. We went to Georgia state together and majored in piano performance and ended up buying a house together and all this stuff and getting married. Um, because it didn't feel wrong I did love her, but I had always, you know, just been like shutting down this other part of me, which sucked, but like it was just kind of, I had, I was just used to it, I guess. And I never thought it would be possible to find a guy that I would even want to spend the rest of my life with. Like that, I've, I had never, I guess I, I had never come across such a person in my, um, you know, upbringing in a (laughs) suburb of, you know, of Atlanta, you know, it's just like growing up or, you know, um, I think there was maybe one out person in my high school at the time, you know, it was really when, you know, when I was in high school, it was not like it is today, which, um, it's great today that kids can feel free to, to do that kind of thing. But, um, When I had found Sammy, I immediately was like, uh, it was another moment of my life where I was just like, oh no, what am I going to do? Because now I can see myself with this person. Like immediately I knew like, uh, this is, this is them that they're here. They are. Mm -hmm. And I was battling with that for months like just like oh my gosh what am i gonna do like it was because you were still married at that point i was still married yeah yeah and um it was it was awful it was like (laughs) i didn't want to you know i didn't want to hurt anybody but like i was struggling with so much that um one night amy just kind of like knew something was wrong and kept asking like what was wrong, you know? And, she, um, and I was just like, oh, I, I, I didn't know how to like, hi, like just shut it down. But I, I was like not trying to to talk to her about it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she wouldn't let up, and so eventually, I was just like, I just told her. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm telling you right now. Okay, that's that's happening right now. Um, and she had a an interesting reaction because her, her sister is gay and her family is very like supportive and, and liberal and, and whatnot. So like immediately she was like, Oh gosh, I, I need to call my parents right now. And for they'll, they'll, they need to come over. And like, they came over and like, was, they were just like hugging me and supporting me, which was really, you know, weird to me, but like, I don't know. It, I 
immediately like had to i i left the she you know she she told me like i should go stay with my 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 sibling who lived like 30 minutes away just to like so we could process all this so they were supportive at first um which was nice but then um she wanted me to like not see sammy at all in the process of like us figuring out like our divorce and all this stuff but i had just come out and then i was like basically alone we were you know and i had sammy right there as a support system and i really didn't uh i was not strong enough to mm-hmm. not have them as my support system so i couldn't you know stay away and that's when the the process turned really sour um and so it was like a it was a big struggle for that kind of it was kind of like a year mm-hmm. where um it was really just not a great situation but after you know it took a long time but after that like amy and i have since uh healed and and we're friends still again um she actually played the piano at both of our weddings you know <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. she's she's really she's she's awesome you know yeah. she always has been um and we we have both grown significantly from this experience um and she just uh a few weeks ago got married to someone else um which is awesome and so that the coming out thing was 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 hard and then right at the tail end of coming out is when the the whole like catholic church thing getting fired happened so like i don't know i feel like mo- like the the beginning of uh my relationship with sammy the first few years was nothing but like turbulence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yeah um but we always had each other we were always there for each other and we you know it uh now it's it's funny because now things are like way smoother um but uh but yeah we we really we started off really wild there for (laughs) for, because sammy had like they kind of were outed but they were they have they had been out since they were like 14 or something like that so like they had they had been out long before even i met them Mm -hmm. so yeah um but for me i had meeting them was my coming out, you know, it was yeah. really different. It was interesting. But Well, and to, for some context too, like reminding, I guess the listeners that you're going through all of that, like coming out, figuring out a divorce, figuring out your relationship with Sammy, you're losing your dream job, all of that, like in like your mid twenties, like, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're also still young, like trying to, like, we're all at that age of like trying to figure out your life often, you know, I mean, most like, that's, I'm still trying. I was like, that doesn't necessarily stop. <laughs> that doesn't stop. But there's a different context when you're in your early to mid twenties, and um, just yeah, that's a lot to figure out. <laughs> yeah, it was, and um, you know, I I was in therapy for a while, and that helped. And um, I should probably still be in therapy, but you know, <laughs> but you know, we're it. Uh, things have things have have calmed down for the most part. There's up, you know, always ups and downs, but um, but yeah, I I'm glad to be through with that 
period of my life. I think I had strep throat like every every month, yeah. just how stressed out I was and, and yeah. whatnot. Your body doesn't know how to cope other than uh, get sick. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It was so, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. So at, like meeting Jace, we were kind of coming out of the tail end of that situation. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> let's, let's throw something else more complicated <laughs> in here, right? <laughs> yeah, honestly. So, um, but, you know, through all that, we've come out uh, just, you know, way stronger, I think. So, Well, I think that also gives a little bit of context to maybe some of the desire to make the, again, the traditional triad work, which is it's a, it's a stability thing, right? Mm-hmm. You, if you can close it up, everybody's got what they need and you can shut it out, then nobody's going nobody's gonna to mess with your world after your world just got like messed with hardcore for probably a couple of years. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my, my yeah, uh, um, interpretation <laughs> of it, but I was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There, I guess there's, there's probably a lot of truth to that. Um, which is why probably it was so hard for me to open, open it up. But, um, but Yeah. I'm glad I'm, you know, I'm glad we have, and, um, we've learned a lot from all these different people and, and whatnot. So, um, have you continued exploring and meeting other people Nick, <laughs> or, or has it mostly been Sam and, uh, Sammy and Jace? I, so it's mostly been the two of them mm-hmm. exploring other relationships because, you know, they had only, they were only seeing me basically. So like, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, I have, I have met people that I, I hadn't, I've, I've never been like searching it out, mm-hmm. but, uh, I did meet someone last year that, uh, I quickly realized like I really, really liked them and, and they really liked me too. It, um, it ended very badly, but, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but uh, yeah, it did not end very well at all. But, uh, so I, it's, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not searching it out, but, um, if it happens, I guess it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. So, oh, I have a visitor, Miss Penny. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I think there's oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the polysaturation of what, what your life can support, you know, it, I think for us, we've seen this, it goes in waves, right? Sometimes there's a whole lot of extra that we can, we have to give. And sometimes there's not as much. And so the, I think the times when there is extra, yeah, there's an, an ease of or more of an ease of, okay, yeah, I can be open to something. And sometimes when life is just raining down on you, you're like, I have nothing left to give to anybody. And so, please everybody just stay away. And, and I, so I, I see both of those. Yeah. 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 That the relationship last year was, um, it was, uh, the first time I had really been, uh, rejected by anyone. Not like, so they, they were not looking for a relationship and, neither was I really, but I fell really hard for them and they falling for me. But, um, the only way they really, I guess, knew how to deal with it was to ghost me, but like make me think that like, 
I, I don't know. It was, it was really, it was, a, it was not a great situation. And I freaked out and thought something was wrong. And like, cause, um, uh, I don't th- th- That's a whole other, that's a yeah, whole yeah. other thing. But, um, it, that took me a long time to get over. Um, I don't know. I guess I, uh, <laughs> when I fall for someone, I fall really, really hard like I did with both Sammy and both and Jace. Um, but this one just like didn't end the same way. <laughs> so it, and it's like really the first time that has happened to me. So, uh, that was a new, that was definitely a new experience I had last year. So <laughs> glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that never happens. Again. Yes. Honestly. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well now I'm really not looking for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah yeah (laughs) i love it i love it well is there anything that we haven't asked about or talked about today that that you wanted to make sure to share out into the world and we wanted to give you a chance too to talk a little bit about your band and where people can find that so anyone coming through the atlanta area can check it out or I, i don't know how far and wide you tour but can check it out in general um so we uh we aren't touring right now. We're kind of in a weird limbo place, but, um, but we just released a new album that's on all the things, you know, Spotify, whatever. Um, so, uh, and we're very proud of this album. Um, so yeah, you can check it out wherever you are. It's, uh, the band name is brother Hawk and the new album is called the dreamer. And, uh, it's all about J JB is the guitar player. Um, his dad passed away a few years ago and, that the album is him dealing with that um and his family and so if i think it's a everyone who's listened to it and who's gone through had some sort of loss in their life i think can really connect with it um so yeah feel free to check it out um i play keys and sing back up on it and uh so yeah that's that's that yeah so yeah brother hawk the dreamer is the new album we will make sure to get the links and have them in the show notes so people can get right cool. there and find it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And as far as like anything else, I don't think so. We, we covered quite a bit. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't, if, if there's anything else y'all can think of, I, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure lots, but we want to be <laughs> respectful of time too. And yeah, I just want to thank you for your vulnerability and, and courage in, in speaking to all of this. I know we asked some deep questions and just thank you for, for sharing. No, absolutely. Like I, I feel like I'm in a place right now where, cause talking about some of those things, even just a couple of years ago would have been really hard for me. So I'm really, I'm just really glad that I can, I can do that. I can sit here and talk about all these things and, and be fine. <laughs> so it's, it, it, it just shows me where I'm at right now. So it's, yeah. it's, been, it's nice. It's a, that was a yeah. good experience. I, I enjoyed talking with both of y'all. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I want to show some gratitude as well, because I think what I heard in there a lot was you, I don't want to say owning stuff, but you owned a lot of stuff. It wasn't like, oh, well, that relationship was hard because that person or this one's been hard because of somebody else. But there was a lot of like, yeah, I struggled with stuff. And I think that vulnerability is huge. And it's, it's so relatable because we all, I think we, 
we love to say, well, it's not me, it's somebody else. And then when we, when we're able to stop and go, well, I maybe, I probably bring a lot of shit to this party too. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's hard sometimes. I think that's, that's been a big, uh, I, so I think when Sammy and I had started dating and we were just, just the two of us for a long time, anytime we would have, um, conflict come up, uh, both of us are very stubborn and it would take us a long time to resolve conflict. And then when Jace came into the picture and he would witness these arguments of like 15 minutes of silence of us just sitting there, like not talking to each other and like saying one thing and saying, you know, just Jace was just like, ah, what the heck? (laughs) And like, so we, you know, Sammy and I learned to, um, to own things really quickly or apologize for like, you know, uh, expedite the process. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's way healthier now. Um, and, uh, I, I think that's just a, a healthy part of uh, humanity is just to, to to accept where you have gone wrong and because uh, that's that's a uh, I just I heard a joke about toxic masculinity um, like so, someone's like I'm gonna miss toxic masculinity because <laughs> it's going away <laughs> not really it's not really going away it's still here but like we make fun of it all the time because because it is that's one of the things about masculinity that you get taught is like, you know, you don't show your emotions. You don't like, you don't really own up to anything, you know? Um, and that's just bullshit. You know, <laughs> it really is. So, um, well, and copying to something or admitting a fault or a misstep on your behalf, especially if there's insecurity that, all that does is shine a light on the insecurity. And so if you're moving through the world with a level of insecurity, that is, that also prevents you from ever owning anything. Like they get in each other's way. I didn't want to see fault in myself because it was hard for me, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, Yeah, all of that just moved together very slowly to Mm -hmm. like healing and getting better and, and being a better person, not only for myself, but for my partners. Um, So yeah, it's been a long it's been a long road, but uh, you know, it's been thoroughly worth it. So, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad I haven't had to walk that path. I can imagine <laughs> for others it's been hard, but yeah. I love that. I appreciate that uh, very much, Nick. Um, yes, yes, yes. Comes back to uh, be true to yourself and like the comment from uh, the person in your life, the go where you're celebrated. Right? Absolutely. And, yeah, for uh, sure. That's just beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Well, and, and not easy, but like you just said, worth it. Yes. absolutely. <laughs> like, no, we're not, not out here telling it's an easy road. <laughs> yeah. 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 It has been very hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you yeah. had the, be- I mean, it sounds like you and Sammy were the, the drivers for jace having to get a therapy to, to go into therapy so he could navigate the two of you and your conflicts <laughs> <laughs> i'm just giving you shit i just thought that was, uh, <laughs> like day one he's like sitting there like uh-oh I yeah, no. i'm gonna have to get some more training to do with these two 
I I hope it wasn't like that for him. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But, yeah. I love it. Well, I I want to say thank you to Sammy and Jace for for showing up here today in in support of of you sharing your story. So thank you yeah. to all three of you for for being on here multiple times. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank y'all. Yeah. Thank y'all for just helping put stuff out there and, and normalizing it, you know, because we, we, yeah, everyone needs that, you know, yeah. even if you're not like going to go into it or, or try it yourself, but to know it's out there and know that it's not like some uh, weird thing. Like uh, I was, I was going to say when we were talking about our, our bed situation and our intimacy, like, when people think of polyamory, they're like, oh, so you're having orgies all the time. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. no, that's not what it is. But, you know, no, it, just, it, it doesn't rash. have to be. It doesn't have to be. It could right, be. Right, right. Yeah. It can be. It doesn't have to be. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just in the middle gasping for air and, and, and a yeah, cool breeze. Yeah. That's all I'm doing in my yeah. night. <laughs> We're just out here living our life, you know, right? trying to be happy. So I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Nick, for sharing and, and for being out in the world the way you are. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. And we're back. Sorry, that intro got long. (laughs) The intro did get long. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Nick, for coming on and sharing everything that you did. We're so grateful for the interview and the discussion and just you being you and also excited about your music. A quick reminder to go check out Nick's band, Brother Hawk. Links are in the show notes. And... I was just going to echo the Emma's gratitude. So thank you. And don't forget, this weekend is July 15th, the first ever inaugural yes. <laughs> day of visibility for non-monogamy. And we'd love for you to get involved. Again, links are on our show notes, uh, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, where you can also find out all of the other stuff that we rambled on about for way too long in the intro. But you know what? If you don't want to listen to that intro, you can sign up as a premium subscriber. <laughs> That's true. So I'm going to talk about budget smugglers for another 15 to 20 minutes. That's in the intro, not now. Okay. Next week. Next week. <laughs> Next week, we have an interview with Katie and Bo. It's super fun. Come back and listen. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's It's a it's a solidly beautiful episode. Next it is. Week. It is. I'll probably keep the budget smuggler talk to a minimum so we can get right into it. <laughs> I don't think I've made too many friends on this one. Anyway, I I think we're going to wrap it up. (laughs) Are you good? (laughs) I think I've been good for a while. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.